Now, there, there is, you, you should know as an aside, there, there is a call for the president to have a nationwide lockdown. And the president can't do that. It is not within the power of the president of the United States to lock down individual states. The president has no police power in the United States. And, and if, you'll, if you'll recall, there's the Posse Comitatus law uh, th- that the United States military cannot be used within the nation of the United States to enforce law and order. It, it is against the law for the American military to be mobilized as a police force inside the United States. It just can't happen. It is not constitutional. And the president cannot commandeer local law enforcement to do his bidding as well. There is, in fact, a historic precedent and Supreme Court precedent that if states permit their local law enforcement to be used as arms of the federal government that is permitted, such as enforcing immigration law, but they are not required to do so and they can withhold the permission at any time. So for all of these people demanding the president impose a nationwide lockdown, it is not permissible for the federal government to impose a lockdown Uh, barring some level of congressional action akin to a war powers declaration, it is not possible for the president of the United States to shut down the entire government, or, or I'm sorry, to shut down the entire country and prohibit the movement of people. He can't do it constitutionally. But what the president can do is he can have an Oval Office address. The president rarely addresses the nation from the Oval Office. That would impart the gravity of the situation if he did so. And he can look into the camera and he can say a couple of things. The issue here is not everyone in the nation getting the virus. It is not 150 million Americans becoming infected. It's not even 2 million Americans dying as some of the early projections had it. uh, Because we are doing enough to stop that. The issue is overwhelming hospital capacity. That if you overwhelm hospital capacity nationwide right now with people who are getting the virus, then the people who have other medical needs can't get in. So the people who need their chemotherapy treatment can't get in. The people who need dialysis can't get in. The people who have a heart attack or a stroke can't get in. The people who've broken a leg can't get in. The people who have been shot can't get in. Uh, there, There won't be enough hospital capacity for people who need medical care if hospitals are overwhelmed. And that's why we need people to stay home. And the president can say the governors of all of the states should issue shelter-in-place orders. And they should do so for two weeks, give a time certain, and say, here's the plan. Everybody stay home for two weeks. Don't go out. Don't recreationally go out. Don't go out unless you have to go to the grocery store. If you have to go to the grocery store, wear a mask. And get home as quick as you can. And wash your hands. And use hand sanitizer if you have it. And in two weeks, we're going to reassess. And here is our hope. If everyone does what they need to do, and be careful, emphasize that. If everyone does what they need to do, that puts the burden on the American people to do what they need to do to be responsible. If everyone does what they need to do for the next two weeks, we have examined, and they have, by the way, this is fact what I'm saying here. We have examined the nation by zip code, the entire nation. We can tell where the virus is and is not, where it is spreading and where it is receding. And we can tell the economic activity of those areas of the nation. And we know that there will be parts of the nation in two weeks we cannot open up. There will be parts of this nation in two weeks where everyone must still stay home. But there will be parts of the nation where people can begin to leave their houses with certain precautions. They'll begin to leave their houses by wearing masks, They will begin to leave their houses with aggressive testing protocol. They will begin to leave their houses to go back to work. 
They will begin to leave their houses to go see each other face to face. They will begin to go out recreationally, to have a drink with a friend, to have a meal, to go to the local restaurant that's reopening. But for two weeks, we must shelter in place. And if the American people, and again, put the burden on the people, if the people can do this, then we can begin reopening the country in part, not a whole, in part, and we can reassess. But first, we must stay home. And I think if the president did that, uh, very much what Governor Kemp is doing in Georgia, by the way, uh, saying we need this for two weeks and we'll reassess in two weeks, as opposed to what Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, is doing. The governor of Virginia has come out and said, we, we're doing this until June. No one can leave their house. I think June's too long, and I think it's beginning to overwhelm people. And I don't think people mentally can take being locked in their house for too long. And the reason we can't is because, I mean, frankly, at a theological level, it's Genesis 1, is it not? Genesis 1 and 2. Man should not be alone. We are a communal people. We, we, we are a, a people of community. We are a people that, um, that, that need to be with each other. And people can't stay cooped up in their houses for long, but people will be willing to do it if they have hope. People will be willing to do it if they have a plan. People would be willing to stay home if they had a date certain where they could get out again, or at least a date certain where they knew they were going to reassess because right now people don't trust the experts. The experts have gotten so much wrong. Just two weeks ago, they were saying don't wear masks in public, and now they're telling everybody to wear masks in public. People get stuff wrong. The experts get stuff wrong. So let us know that every two weeks you're going to reassess and you're going to begin reopening the nation as best you can. There are ways to do that. And that's what we need. We need that hope. We need that hope. We need that certainty. We need that date on the calendar where it's going to come back. You know, it, this, this reminds me somewhat of a story that you all know. And yes, I, it is Holy Week, and and I I take special license to do this in Holy Week, uh, but it is a story that you know. God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and He sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heaven had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth at the end. Of the 150 days the water had gone down, and on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month, and on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove, to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground but the dove could not find but the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth so it returned to Noah and the ark he reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back into his ark he waited 7 more days and again sent out the dove from the ark when the dove returned to him in the evening there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, 
the waters had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their daughters. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move upon the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase the number on it. So Noah came out. Now, you can say this is all mythology. I'm, I'm an evangelical Christian. I believe the story is true. You can disagree with me. That's fine. Uh, every every major civilization has a, every major religion has a flood story. Uh, even the Eastern religions have a flood story. Clearly, there was a common shared story that broke out, with whether it was a regional flood or what, whether it was a man named Noah or Gilgamesh or, or what have you. Uh, something had to have happened for every major culture to have a tradition of a flood story. But uh, the point here is not the story. The point is that uh, Noah, when he began to see progress, started sending out the birds. And eventually the dove comes back with the olive leaf, and then the dove doesn't come back at all. And he knows that the waters have receded by then. Noah essentially was letting people know, I'm going to keep reassessing the situation and we're going to keep looking for the data and we've got benchmarks and here's what has to happen. Uh, if the dove comes back, we know that it's not safe to go out. If the dove comes back with a, an olive leaf, you, you know that the world is growing again. The world is healing again. If the dove doesn't come back, you know that the situation is in such an area that uh, the animals can now live outside the ark. The president in two weeks can say, we're going to see where the virus is and where it's not. And if it's not in an area, then you should be able to come out of your house again. You should be able to come out of your ark and go about and live your life. But there will be areas where the waters have not receded, where the virus has not gone away. And there you must stay put. And we will continue to reassess. The people need that plan. They need that hope that there is a plan. They need the hope that the economy will begin to surge. If you believe that businesses can come out of come back to life just by flipping a switch and all will be well, you've never run a small business. The odds are it's going to be painful for businesses that have shut down to spring back to life. But they can still spring back to life. I think the president and the administration need to give people hope, though. They need to show people that there's thought not just keeping people in their homes to keep the virus from spreading, but they need an explanation of why must you do it now? And what will it look like two weeks from now? What will it look like four weeks from now? What about six weeks from now? What about in areas where the virus isn't spreading, but areas where it's contained? What about in areas where it's still spreading? Just give people some hope. Now, one of the things that they have to do is they've got to bring testing capacity, rapid testing capacity online. You know, Britain got a bunch of antibody tests from China, and they all failed unless people were were already terribly sick to the point that they knew they had the virus. All the tests failed. Britain had to send them back. China is doing this. Do you know that Italy sent China a bunch of ventilators, and China made Italy pay to bring them back? Have you heard that in the news anywhere? That's a legit story. It has been confirmed. Italy sent ventilators to help the Chinese people, and China made Italy pay to send them back. But here in this country, we've got Abbott Labs and others that are inventing uh, rapid tests, rapid tests. And in inventing the rapid tests, we should be able to know within minutes whether someone has the virus. So it should be very, very easy for us very soon 
to let people out of their house. Everybody gets tested. You're allowed to go about your business if you don't have the virus. If you do have the virus, you got to stay home. Use court power if you have to to keep the person home. And then everybody goes out. Wear a mask if you have to. I want to get into the mask situation. But wear a mask. But there are ways we can do this. But the underlying premise is it involves us first all staying home for the next couple of weeks to ramp up testing capacity. Once that's there, we should be able to get out of the house again. We should be able to open the economy again. We should be able to live life again. But what the president and his team do need to do is to give people that hope that life is going to go on normally again at some point soon. One of